Welcome to Hour of Devastation, the weekly Magic the Gathering podcast where we talk all things Magic the Gathering. I'm your host, Joe Loudon, and with me as always is Sam Neil. Hiya. How are you doing this week, Sam? I'm pretty good. Good, good. Pretty good. I'm, I'm kind of sunburnt, which is awful. It's the first time that's happened in years. <laughs> the first time that's happened in England, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I never normally get sunburned, and then I spend too much time in the sun after being inside for two years. Yeah. And my face is peeling, which is deeply disgusting. Um, I noticed as I so I, I went to the shop in my car and bought some stuff, and then got back in and looked in the rearview mirror, and it looked like I had like, I don't know small pox on my face. Oh no! It's truly, truly horrible. Uh, but other than that, I'm good. Good, good. Other than my horrible face skin, yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, <laughs> I'm completely fine. You sure How it's you not doing? the old uh, monkeypox there? Monkeypox on my face. Yeah, could no. be. <laughs> don't, don't, <laughs> don't. I mean, to be fair, it can't get any worse, can it? That's, yeah, that's no. Going to make things like one percent worse. Than that's a <laughs> real, real thing that happens. So it's really not that bad. Yeah, how you doing? Yeah, I'm I'm fine, I think. Uh, I haven't really done a lot and I haven't really got any crack. Uh just sick. Yeah, no exactly. <laughs> perfect for a podcast. <laughs> Absolutely perfect for a podcast, yeah. I just haven't really been leaving the house much and just having a bit of a crap time at work, just counting down the days of the weekends and which I just stay in the house. So yeah, that's that's kind of it at the moment. Um Welcome to adulthood. Yeah, I know. It's bizarre, bizarre. But I'm I'm good, definitely good. Um, yeah, that's that's about <laughs> it, really. I went to a wow. went to an LGS in the middle of the day on a Tuesday and played Magic face to face with someone last week. That was interesting. Oh, you're one of those people now. Hell, well, not the, yeah. kind of, the kind of person that's there on a weekday daytime. Yeah, just playing Commander loudly. No, oh, no, we, we we played Pioneer actually. It was uh, it was fun. Oh, okay, okay, that's better. It was fun. It Sweet. was yeah, first time playing a constructed format, I guess. Uh, since face to face since twenty twenty, so bizarre, Amazing. but also cool. Very very nice to to get back to that, even if it was just like a really casual, just hanging out in an LGS, not in a tournament or anything. But maybe I'll be hitting up some tournaments soon. Well, that's the main thing we've all missed, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> just the, the human interaction rather than anything else. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll guess I'll I guess I'll cast some spells. But yes, I've, I really just want to talk to someone. <laughs> I've really really missed face to face blue white control mirror matches. Hell yeah! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of all the things, that's how bad your last two years have been. Yeah, <laughs> you, you missed the blue white mirror. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it was so good though. <laughs> Sweet. I'm glad you actually got out to play some magic. That's that's really cool. Yeah, no, it was nice. It was definitely nice. Um Yeah, so I guess yeah, in the past month I've done a draft and played Pioneer, so look at that. Big change. That's a huge amount. It yeah, is that's a huge amount for you. Considering <laughs> nice. the way things have been. But yeah, uh, besides that, nothing to complain about really. Great. Better position than most, Perfect. I think. Yeah, that's the thing, right? <laughs> At least you've got nothing to complain about, you're doing well. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I figured it's going to be a bit of a, a strange one this week. We, In that, that weird limbo, like, where we've just had a massive dump of information and then we don't really get anything for a little while and then it'll all come in a big wave again. So we're going to talk about the set that we, we really care about, the Commander Legends Baldur's <laughs> Gate. <laughs> I mean... Uh, yeah, I don't really care about D&D, uh, I don't really care about Commander, and I hate supplemental sets, so perfect set for us to look at today. 
Yeah, I, this this. I'm looking forward to it. This set really seems to sit is just kind of a bit of a nothing set for me. Um, I I don't know. Like I I haven't looked too intently at the set, and we'll be re- reacting some cards that I just even haven't even seen before, but. This one feels significantly different to the first Commander Legends. Like the first Commander Legends was like kind of exciting. It almost felt a bit like a Modern Horizon set. Like, oh, what what could be in here? Like this is this is a a, a space where they're not constrained by the bounds of standard sets, and you know they're designing specifically with a, a purpose in mind. That purpose being Commander. Who knows what weird and wonderful things we could see in here? And and then this one seems like they've just gone heavy on the theme, which which is fine. Like rather than you know designing specifically for commander in a magic world we're going right we're going to go heavy on the dungeons and dragons thing that seems fine and it's probably really cool if you're really deep into dungeons and dragons but as as someone who isn't then this set doesn't really give me anything to care about yeah i mean the only thing that adventures in the forgotten realms did for me was i'm able to understand when other people vaguely reference D things yeah yeah kind of yeah, that's, that's about it. <laughs> it's quite good for watching uh, Stranger Things season four. Is uh, is Adventures of the Forgotten Realms? I was I was going to say exactly that. Yeah, <laughs> but I didn't I didn't want to be that person. But you were that person for me, so thank you. Yeah, of um, course. <laughs> yeah, I yes, like, oh, yes, I know, I, I know who Vecna is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I get I get the reference. He's got a card. Yeah, it's Vecna's eye or something. Yeah, yeah, and he's got another card. So I vaguely know who that is, and I was able to explain that to my partner, and then she properly left the room <laughs> which is fair enough honestly uh but yeah this isn't for me but i mean a couple of the reprints are cool like we got the original battle bond lands again which is a good thing i guess because they were probably getting up there yeah i themselves i guess it's kind of cool so yeah i I, you know. I i just i think that's what's one thing that i have seen is like i don't feel like there are that many meaningful reprints in this one especially when you compare it to the first commander legends yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, there were a lot more. Fair. Yeah, like they went a lot heavier on the reprints there. This feels like a lot more new cards, which isn't a yep. bad thing, definitely. But I think it would have been cool for them to include more reprints and, you know, make this set more for everybody rather than just commander players who really like D&D. I mean, I can imagine that commander players are going to eat this up anyway. I, I mean, yeah, I, I'd assume if so. There are, but, if there are powerful cards, but... Yeah, from looking at it, it's it like it feels like we don't have a um, we don't have a whole breacher. We don't have a um, what was the other one that we're seeing Legacy play? Opposition agent. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. We don't really have anything of, of that level in here, which is is good in a way, but also it's for the best. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I, that's it. Yeah, I think it, I guess it is really for the best, but I guess it that because of that, I don't really have anything to get excited about. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm glad that all the D and D heads are losing their minds over stuff, and I'm glad that commander players have even more cards to push out the old fun cards they were playing in their commander decks, and I'm really glad I'm gonna make some sales or something. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to having to do fucking infantry on, uh, inventory on this set. I tell you that. Yeah, it seems to be another one new where new cards, we have plus to... showcase frames, plus all that shit. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot, a lot to go through. But yeah, I, I I don't know. Like as as much as like all of the problems that I called Breacher caused in in Commander and was like definitely not right for Commander. I really liked what it added to Legacy. So it would have been cool to get like another card that was Legacy playable in this set. But from what I've seen, it doesn't really look like it's, like there's going to be anything. No, I mean I'm fine with that. I'm fine with 
I mean, Legacy's still an evolving format. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just about settled after the Ragavan ban. Yeah. And I think we've got, like, a clear best four decks in the format. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad we don't have another sort of tumultuous change with something that's that's really good. But, yeah, it's kind of unexciting, which is why we're going to spend the next hour talking about it. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we figured... Let's do a hit or myth. It's I don't know if we've ever really done one for a for a supplementary set like this before, but uh, yeah, we figured uh, this is, this is going to be our first time seeing some of these cards, and it's certainly going to be more interesting than, than some of the recent ones we've done. I think. So I think we should jump right into it. Uh, first up, we have Ancient Brass Dragon. It is five black black for a seven six. It's an Elder Dragon. It's a creature, has flying, and whenever Ancient Brass Dragon deals combat damage to a player, roll a d20. Then you, when you do, put any number of target creature cards of total mana value X or less from graveyards on the battlefield under your control, where X is the result. Okay, so this, this is the first time I've seen this one. Yeah. But I've seen the rest of the Ancient Dragons, and they all do the roll a d20, d20 do something yeah. equal to the result. Which is an intensely boring design. That's so boring. Yeah. It's a D&D set where you roll D20s and then there's a big mythic dragon that rolls a D20 and does something. Um, I mean, I think it's probably an easy hit just because that's powerful effect and it's cool and fun. Um, but it's I hate this design very much. It's it's like... And it's up with a couple of them, which obviously we'll get to. It's like, it's the combination of very powerful and very boring. Um, yeah. I, I really don't like this design generally. Yeah, definitely. It's a powerful card, so... Yeah, potentially very powerful, <laughs> very boring because it's it's just it's just you know variance the card. It's 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 a lottery every time it deals damage, and I don't I don't know. It's 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 fine. It's fine. I think I, we give it a hit for power level. This one particularly can have a very high ceiling, but I I think the thing that I really dislike about this and all of the other uh, cards in this cycle is is that. They're Elder Dragons, but they're not legendary, so you can't play them as your commanders in your Elder Dragon Highlander deck. I mean, I understand that, but uh, Elder Dragon Highlander hasn't been the name of the format since 2011. Yeah, but they're, you know. they're printing literal Elder Dragons. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know why you'd, these could be dragons. Just make I, them legendary. I don't know why they had to be Elder. Yeah, yeah, I don't make them, yeah them, just make them either dragons why... or make them legendary. Like, I don't think that would be too ridiculous as a commander, like, given it costs seven mana. And like, it's yeah. fro- it's like these cards are designed for a singleton format anyway. So, like, having like having them not be legendary doesn't really matter either. I don't know. Yeah, I I think I don't know. I I think that, that you know Wizard spent a lot of time telling us that Elder Dragons are always legendary. Yeah. Like we've had it. We've had a lot of cycles of Elder Dragons, and all of them have been legendary, and now they're not for some reason. So. <laughs> Don't, quest, don't question <laughs> the process. Just <laughs> yeah, whatever their rationale is, uh, and maybe it makes sense in terms of the law. Maybe we're just like being very ignorant, and these are obviously the other dragons. Because when I get when a, 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 a copper dragon or a gold dragon becomes ancient, then it's an elder dragon. Because it's an old dragon, right? Yeah, it's, it's ancient, so therefore it's an elder, right? Is that the is that the thing? I would assume so. Did yeah, I yeah. I did it. I'm a genius. Yeah. yeah, this is a hit. It's, a, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Next up, then we have Ancient Bronze Dragon. That is five green green for a 7 7 with flying. And whenever Ancient Bronze Dragon deals combat damage to a player, roll a d20. 
When you do, put X plus one plus one counters on each of up to two target creatures where X is the result. Sure. This one seems bad, but I <laughs> also I'm fine with green having a bad card. Like, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's bad, and then occasionally it's fucking ridiculous. Uh, uh, I mean, well, it, uh, yeah, I, I guess, I guess so. I think. I mean, if you put it on a on like a commander with double strike, right? They just die. Yeah, yeah. Or, roll. or put it on something which has like hexproof or indestructible or something. Then yeah, sure, but. I yeah, know. Like, like you know, gonna put the, eighteen counters on my Lanowar elf. Cool, like <laughs> sick, big green things. Yeah, I mean, it has to be mythic because of the design, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, it feels like they designed like maybe one or two of these with this thing, and then we're like, oh shit, uh, fuck, what do we do for this color? Uh, um, <laughs> uh, counters on two creatures, I guess that's fine. Yeah, send it. <laughs> like it's uh, it it kind of feels again, like I, to me it feels it feels like the way that green green cards used to be like. Around sort of Theros time, very big. Yeah, just it's big, and then it does something, and then it gets bigger. Like, okay, <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, this is just Timmy the card, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, it absolutely is, isn't it? A seven mana seven seven flying dragon that can put up to twenty counters on a creature. Yeah, and then of course you play it in your deck with Dublin season, so then that's like forty counters oh, on something. And... Yeah, there you go. Man, I'm so glad I stopped playing this format. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's big, it's green. Hooray. Yeah, easy easy hit, I think, in terms of mm-hmm. that special mythic feeling. Yeah, sure. For sure. Next up then, we have Ancient Copper Dragon, which is the red one. It is four red red, three Elder Dragon. It's a 6-5, has flying. And whenever Copper Dragon deals combat damage to a player, roll a d20. You create a number of treasure tokens equal to the result. Are you bored of treasure tokens yet? Oh, I am do you hate ridiculously bought. Yeah, I, I do massively, you, but like... We just had a whole set about it, and then we'd also printed most of the best cards in the format, do something with treasures, and now there's more treasures. Hooray! Like, what the fuck is this? Like, <laughs> this <laughs> uh, could this could mean, deal damage and make 20 treasures, or I guess 40 treasures, because you have your Dublin season out as well. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, it, yeah. Yeah, that's what it does. I mean, I'm mainly mad because we spent, like, a month as a community debating whether it made sense that old Norbone made treasures because yeah. it was green and that whole fucking discourse that was extremely and intensely boring and then we justified that and everyone was fine with it and now we have a red dragon that makes treasure which makes sense yeah yeah that makes a lot more sense than a, than a green dragon making treasures uh but also it's a very stupid card um hooray yeah this is i think this is the most egregious one this is the first one i saw i so i've seen this one already it was the first one i saw where i just thought this is so powerful and so boring yeah same i hate everything about this design it I, was they, I, it probably makes sense in terms of what a copper dragon is but like yeah fucking hell i i saw this card and like any interest in this set that i had at all just died like the second i saw this card i was just yep. like okay this is the set that's that's fine cool and then just didn't bother looking at anything else, really. Like, <laughs> yeah, these are like the the big headline things, and it, it does have, like you were saying, like it does have like a very different air to Commander Legends One. And yeah, it does have a very different air to uh, Adventures of the Forgotten Realms. I think has a different feeling. Um, yeah, I mean, it's 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 kind of it's a very different set to both of those. In that it can't be like Adventures because they can push the power level so much further because it's not a standard set. Yeah, especially. A standard set that's replacing a core set, so it has to be lower in power level, and it's 
just very different to original Commander Legends because we're going all in on the lore, which, yeah, these cards are very strange, but this design is deeply boring, and I dislike it very much. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It's it's just like, uh, I don't know, a tired, tired of treasures. Like... Yeah, I mean, treasure, like, treasure, and Yucapenna still doesn't make make a whole lot of sense to me. Treasure, like just just things making treasure that we've seen every now and then, still just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Like it, it made sense in Ixalan. We got pirates, we got treasure. It wasn't too ridiculous. And then there was the fun card that if you could, if you could, make a load of treasure and keep it around, then you win. And now it's just like, well, it's it, it's that's not a challenge anymore. It's not difficult to make treasure. Every, Everything makes every, treasure. Yeah, every other card makes an average of five treasures. Yeah. <laughs> so getting to twenty really isn't that hard. Uh, yeah, I mean, I kind of like, I don't know, I like treasure like as a game mechanic. I like, you know, instead of putting like attacking draw a card onto something like an elvish visionary or whatever. Yeah. The, like the ability to briefly refund the mana i kind of like that like a burning tree emissary kind of thing i i like that but then we're just putting it on everything and it's just like an evergreen mechanic like i kind of like smothering tithe as a design i think it's kind of cool and it makes yeah. sense flavor wise but then in actuality like in in practice it's fucking miserable yeah um like dark side extortionist is a cool design but then it's just a stupid card um so i, I kind of like you know i i like deadly dispute Deadly Dispute is probably my favourite Alter's Reap variant, because Wizards of the Coast decide that every uh, every set has to have an Alter's Reap variant at this point. Yeah. And I kind of like that one. It's like, oh yeah, okay, I sacrifice the treasure and then I make another treasure so it's refunding that, or maybe I can use the treasure to cast it and I can sacrifice a different artifact and then it refunds it for a little bit and then I have that mana for ramping something out that I don't have the mana. Like, tre- treasures are cool. If it wasn't like, I don't know. And then it's just, oh, big dragon, make big treasure. Yeah, great, okay. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Of, it's very dull. Yeah, and I mean, like, I guess the the thing that the thing that I'm just already anticipating that I just am sick of already is like, the set comes out, the next couple of weeks are just going to be, oh, we should ban Revel and Riches in Commander, and uh, yeah, I just I just can't be bothered reading any of that of that discourse. It's not going to be fun for anyone. Instead of asking for cars to be banned in Commander, just have like you know some critical thought have an existential experience and think about why you played the game yeah why do you play commander what are you doing it for and is it really that bad that revel and riches exists or dark side extortion exists exists or whatever the fuck we're trying to ban i just i don't i don't understand it's a casual format that you're meant to play with your friends and it's meant to be a thing that you just do to pass the time rather than getting good at yeah yeah I can maybe understand, like, you know, CEDH players, like, asking for bans and stuff, but also make your own format. Yeah. The person who made the, like, the format of Commander and currently runs it, kind of, uh, has told you to make your own format with your own ban list and rules and whatever. So do that and make it a community-driven format. That would be really cool. And then you can ban whatever you want. I understand those people. Yeah. But yeah, just uh, why are you playing this format if you don't like the things going on in it? You can do anything else with your time. Play board games, they're really good. <laughs> Playing yeah. this thing that makes you miserable because certain things are legal that shouldn't be or whatever the fuck. I really mm-hmm. fell off Commander very quickly, didn't I? Yeah, you did. <laughs> what what happened? What happened to make you make that happen, uh, really? I just never had fun playing it. That's yeah. what I mean. Like I, I kind of had that conversation with myself. Where like, 
I'd go and play a commander night or whatever and yeah. just didn't have any fun. The fun thing was hanging out with my friends mm. and maybe meeting a couple of new people. The playing of the game was unpleasant. <laughs> it was like <laughs> m- mediocre to unpleasant. Um, and I didn't actually enjoy the experience and found that like, you know, jamming a thousand games of modern was far more enjoyable for me. Yeah. Because I still had that because the reason I played Magic is because it's like a fun puzzle solving thing, right? Yeah, yeah. That's what, that's what Magic is. Like, you're supposed to make the best play possible. And in Commander, it felt like that wasn't a thing anymore. It was just cast the big splashy card, oops, I win. Yeah. Not making, like, important... Or, like, you, you make the best play possible and people get upset at you. Yeah, exactly. Whereas the modern, it's like, okay, I have to make, like, this nice, nice decision on whether I win or lose. And there are so many of those decisions that mount up and mount up and mount up and then... You, you, like that's a lot more fun to me and I, yeah, I enjoyed definitely. playing magic as it was like intended to be played you know like one-on-one interaction like making decisions that have meaningful impact not just jamming a smothering tithe and then haha cyclonic rift or whatever yeah yeah that side of magic just didn't interest me anymore and the games were never fun because one person just crushed and sometimes that person was me and it wasn't very fun because <laughs> I spent 20 minutes taking a bunch of game actions and then everyone went okay <laughs> like great yeah. <laughs> sweet whereas like with, with like modern or legacy or like pioneer there are like a bunch of points where you can like if you're testing and stuff you can like have those conversations with your opponent and try and figure out what the objectively correct line is in that and i find that a lot more interesting a lot more mentally stimulating than haha big dragon yeah definitely no i that's that's the way i've kind of always felt about the format uh, i did i, really, I did I have really a lot like of fun of magic. i did have a lot of fun with it uh, you know, early days of lockdown when everyone was doing the webcam commander thing, that was cool. That was sweet. That was really fun as like the only mm-hmm. way to hang out with friends and socialize with friends. So I really enjoyed For it sure. during that time period. But very much feels like a like a black swan event for me. That I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just I enjoy the competitive magic a lot more. Yeah, um, same. Because like I, the reason I I think I went to Commander was like oh it's the friendly fun casual format where I play with my friends I'm like oh I have friends that just play Modern and Legacy what if I played with them all the time oh god this is really fun <laughs> like having a discussion with like like you your opponent and maybe like someone a couple of people that are watching the game about what is objectively the correct thing to take with Thoughtseize and how that will play out what your opponent's likely to draw what you're likely to draw whether that's the, like that's the fun thing about Magic that's what hooked me in the first yeah, place yeah definitely. Think, commander just distracted me from that um because it was meant to be the casual format like i have way more fun playing goblin char belcher against polite control than i do <laughs> playing yeah. uh yeah definitely playing any of my any of my commander decks that was like one, one of the most exciting things for me in that like that little magic that i played last week was like like after the game discussing like oh it like do you think it's correct it's correct like if on your turn should you have paid three to put Yorian in your hand, or did you want to leave your mana up and, and bluff that you have a counter spell and then I can't cast my Teferi? Yep. Like, yeah, yep. that that's the super super interesting thing. Like, Absolutely. really, really, like, really I, missed that, and that's the kind of shit that you don't yeah. get with like Arena and Magic Online as well. Like, yeah, yeah for sure, I love that. It's my, it's my, fa- it's my favorite, it's my favorite thing about Magic is yeah. those moments where you're like two people are it's it's not about because you know i really enjoy playing actual tournaments um and playing competitively and like there are stakes and like there's a reason to try and win and stuff but i just really enjoy sitting down and being like okay the plan here is for us both to improve at this game yeah we want to improve at this game what can we do to do that let's do open sideboarding and discuss each other's decisions and 
think about the plays we're making and uh, like i just find that a lot more interesting than haha goblin tribal i just <laughs> it, it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't speak to me in any kind of way like you know every time they print a legendary creature i'm like oh i bet that'll be a sweet commander and then like on the drive to work i theory craft the deck and be like yeah that'd be sweet and then never actually build it because playing it would make me sad yeah but did you but know the deck building was definitely the most fun thing about commander for me it was like the synergy and like it was that kind of that part of my brain of like puzzle solving or like engine building that's like a lot more fun than actually playing out the games where i put a thousand blood ice triggers on the stack and you will get a bit sad but did you know that exquisite blood combos a sanguine bond i did know that combos with that that's yeah. not fun <laughs> none of that's fun i don't know yeah. like the first person to figure that out was like sweet and then the first person to play that was like sweet and then and now it's done and i'm bored yeah and i want to i want to do i want to take game actions that have meaning and build engines and solve puzzles yeah definitely definitely not not just be fucking mad when my opponent casts iconic <laughs> not just roll roll a d20 and make 20 treasures and win the game <laughs> on the spot like <laughs> hooray i did it guys are you happy no yeah it's no fun because the thing with the thing with like competitive magic is that when a good game is being played between like friends who are who are testing or whatever you're both happy when an outcome happens yeah and when you're playing a competitive tournament there's a reason to be upset that you lost. <laughs> but Command is just fucking meaningless horseshit happening at people and until you never speak to those people again. Yeah. Cool. So fuck the, fuck the format. Anyway, let's look at more, some, some more Commander cards. Crack on more <laughs> Commander cards. So next up then, we have Ancient Gold Dragon. Uh, that follows the same design. It's five white-white for a 7-10 flying dragon. Uh, whenever Gold Dragon deals combat damage to a player, roll a d20. You create a number of one-one blue fairy dragon creature tokens with flying equal to the result. Sick. Strange that it makes blue dragons, being the, the mono is white it? dragon. Is it? You would assume it would make little white dragons, but I guess I they can't be a thing. A bunch Even of. Even though green can make treasure, but yeah, sure. I mean, a bunch of to- cards make tokens that aren't in their colours. Yeah. It does. I, 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 that that doesn't matter. It just yeah. What it does matter is again intensely boring card. Yeah, oh, fully, so dull. I fully Jesus agree Christ. there. I'm so bored. <laughs> I mean, it's a seven ten. That's kind of interesting, right? What a weird power and toughness. Yeah, it can beat all the others in combat. Sick. So it's the Good. best one. <laughs> I don't. It's I don't know. The like best one. the effect is is it's very white, isn't it? Let's make a bunch of one one shitters and just have a have a big butt. Yeah, it's fine. Yep. It's, uh, it's a hit, I guess. It's, a hit. It's, it's one of these things. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Oh, God. And then we move on to the last of the cycle. This is Ancient Silver Dragon. A six blue blue for an eight eight Elder Dragon. Flying. And when it deals combat damage to a player, roll a d20. Draw cards equal to the result. You have no maximum hard size for the rest of the game. Hey, we did it. Yeah, I mean, this is the best one because it draws 20 cards. But yeah, this is... Uh, yeah, this is the most blue they could have gone with this mechanic, I think. And and God, I'm so bored. It's it's not very interesting or inspired, but not it's a hit really. because you can draw twenty cards. I don't know, unless your opponent has a narset, and then you just don't draw any cards. <laughs> uh, what? Uh, all right. I don't know. Someone will enjoy it. 
Yeah, someone will enjoy it, and as somebody who absolutely loves drawing cards in Magic the Gathering, I'm I'm not that person. Like this, this doesn't do anything for me. But I'm sure, I think I think that's that's the thing to consider as well. Like I guess with like the like once again explosion in growth in Magic over the past couple of years, like during the pandemic era and everything. Uh, there has there's there's definitely been a growth in the player base somehow against all odds. There's been a growth in the player base, so I think for a lot of people. These cards, the these big mythic dragons, will be the like the big, flashy, shiny, cool mythics like that they're, they're seeing for the first time. So I, I genuinely think there will be a hell of a lot of people out there, who will be very excited by these cards. But I, I think this is just, giving the the wealth of of design we've seen over the years, this is just feels incredibly boring for us. Yeah, I'm just comparing these to the titans. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. That's the, do, do you want to put twenty one one counters on two creatures, or do you want prime time? Like, <laughs> well, only one of those you can cast in a game of commander. I guess, yeah, that's true. So. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe the maybe the titans are a boring design. No, they're no. I'm wrong. No, they're, that's, yeah, that's, they're that's just they're just not like even like inferno like yeah. Even like an like Inferno Titan is just like it attacks and it deals damage. At least like you you have options. Like you can, oh, where am I going to put this damage? Am I going to put how, you know, how much damage am I going to do here? Is it right to swing? Is it, or should I not? Or whereas this is just like oh no, I'm going to swing and then I'm going to roll a dice and then I'm going to do lots of things. Win what the, the dice says, yeah. Yeah, if I roll above ten on any of these, I assume I win that game. Yeah, probably, probably. I mean, I guess Grave Titan's very boring. In terms of design, it's a very boring card. Yeah, it just makes makes a bunch of creatures like the white dragon does, um, and I guess I can't have you comparing Grave Titan to the Ancient Gold Dragon like that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> no, I guess Grave Titan is so really sweet though. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, like, I mean, in terms of like design of magic cards, right? They're equally kind of dull. I guess. Like Frost Frost Titan's very interesting because you have to make the right decisions. Like Yeah, Titan, I guess I guess that yeah. It's kinda of gross, but uh I guess yeah, like you said, Inferno Titan's interesting, you know. Yeah, in Grave Titan you're just gonna swing every time. <laughs> like Yeah, you just attack with the thing because by that time it's already made eight power and yeah. really care if it does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it I fine. These cards suck. And I'm fine with that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe there are more. Jesus Christ, I'm looking through the rest of the spoiler, and Jesus, there are so many words on these cards. <laughs> oh boy, okay. Next up, then, we have Balor. That is three red, red for a 5 5 creature demon. It has flying, and whenever Balor attacks or dies, choose one or more. Each mode must target a different player. And you have three modes there. You have target opponent draws three cards and discards three cards at random, target opponent sacrifices in non token artifact. And Bala deals damage to target opponent equal to the number of cards in their hand. Yeah, this is incredibly boring as well, isn't it? Uh, I guess. Uh, when it attacks or... Do- is this a Balrog? No, it's a Bala. Is that what- yeah, but is that like a Balrog? Is uh, that what that is? No, no it's, a, it's a Bala. So Bala is a type of Irish demon. Oh, okay. This, so this, this, yeah, this one looks a lot like the Balrog. I mean, I assume that's where the inspiration for the Balrog actually came from. Uh, yeah, but, I wasn't sure if this was like a D and D monster that was based no, on no, Balrog. Irish folklore Balor. Cool. Consider me taught. Uh, yeah, okay. So it does a thing. I mean, that's kind of interesting, right? Like it does some things that 
is it? There are like, decisions to make. There's interaction to be had. When, it, when it attacks, makes someone draw three cards and discard three cards? Yeah, burning it. Yeah. I, 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 guess, I guess it's more exciting than the others, but it, it just feels really bland to me. Yeah, I, I, I don't hate it. It encourages in like interaction and decision making and everyone's favourite thing, politics. So Yeah. Yeah, I mean it does stuff. It's a cool red card that does things that doesn't do anything we really see mono red cards do that much. Like you can loot three or you can uh, well not loot because it's at random, but like you can get some card selection, you can fuck over your opponent. A non-token artifact is interesting. I like it says non-token, so they can't sacrifice treasure, <laughs> um, or does damage. Like it's it's kind of it's 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 a cool card. I don't I don't hate it. Yeah, I I don't know. I I'm not really feeling the design of this one, but it it does a hell of a lot. So I think it has to be a hit just, just oh, for sure. on the for fact sure. alone. Like yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can swing with that. Like it's a five mana five five of flying. You swing with it, and then you can do three additional things. Like that's it's pretty powerful. Pretty powerful, and yeah. I guess it's one of those things which we'll see from most cards in the set. Really, is that uh, there's, there's a lot of variants involved. There's, there's a lot of high ceilings and, and low floors on these cards, and I mm. guess that's just kind of the way the set is. Yeah, let's give this a give this a hit. Yeah. Uh, next up, then we have Battle Angels of Tear. That is two white white for an angel knight. It's a four four. It has flying and myriad. And whenever Battle Angels of Tear deals combat damage to to a player, draw a card. If that player has more cards in hand than each other player, then you create a treasure token. If that player controls more land than each other player, then you gain three life if that player has more life than each other player. Cool. This is a sweet design. There's a lot going on again, isn't there? They really, really want to get that this is the white card draw slash land ramp card down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've, they've been trying every set since... Um, they've been trying to get it I think this is a nice one like Myriad is very very powerful I mean also it just deals 12 damage if it's unblocked yeah that's true because it makes makes copies of itself which is sweet um, with Myriad uh, and it can like you know I guess the, the best case scenario is it deals uh, 12 damage and does each of the things if you attack the person with the most cards and the most life and the most yeah, definitely. I, I think I think it it quite nicely encapsulates what what we spoke about quite a while ago, and we did an episode focused solely on, on white the, as a color. And like this card, very much seems like the great equalizer. Like this, this is yeah. You're behind in whatever resource. This card is going to make up for that, and it's going to hit everybody equally. Yeah, I, I yeah, think it's so, I think it's just great. This is a really really good representation of white as a color in commander. I think. Yeah, it's nice that it like gets all three right. That's that's yeah. the, the sweet thing is that it does all in one, in one card. It, it does suck that you have to literally deal combat damage to a player, and that's probably not going to happen every time. So you can't equalize on all on all fronts. And yeah. This is one of the one of the uses of treasure that I like. Right. Yeah, definitely. Instead of like searching for a planes or whatever, it makes a treasure. So like, great, you get a little bit of ramp. Like for one turn, you have that treasure because someone's beating you. Yeah. You don't just get the planes. So like, this is what I like treasure for, rather than this thing makes loads of treasure for whatever reason. It's like here's a small bump once, um, because you need it because you're behind. So, but yeah, it's a, it's a sweet design. I really like this, and it does a whole bunch of stuff, so it's easily a hit. Yeah, I think so definitely. I I think this is one of the best designed white cards that they've, they've printed for a very long time. I kind of yeah. love this design. The, yeah. They, they keep they keep trying to get it right, and I think this is the most right they've been so far. Yeah, definitely. 
Next up then, we have Blood Money. That is five black black for a sorcery. Destroy all creatures. For each non-token creature destroyed this way, you create a tapped treasure token. Ah, treasure! Uh, <laughs> At least I these mean, come in is... tapped so you can't use them straight away. Again, another good implementation of treasure, I think, that like it doesn't it's not like seven mana make twelve mana. <laughs> yeah. This also is isn't also a ritual. Um, yeah, that's the thing. Like, I, I feel like I would I would like that is obviously far too powerful effect, but I would also love that a lot. Like bam, blow up the board but leave me with treasure so I can replay something instantly from my hand. Like that would be well, sick, like, but uh, obviously obviously too good. Yeah. I mean, it's like um, Culling Ritual, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, that doesn't make treasure, but it gives you the mana that yeah. turn for the for the equal to a less than two. Yeah. Um, so it's like that, but it gives you the next turn, so you can have a big next turn, but then someone can interact with you or like blow up your treasures or whatever. So I kind of like that. Seven mana to destroy creatures is a hell of a lot of mana, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's a good one. I, I like it, and I like that they're tapped. It's a good implementation of treasure again. Yeah, so definitely. Like it, it's. Treasure. Yeah, I think I think this one I have to think about for a second before I, I give it the hit. Whereas I think if this was just destroy all creatures, reach non-token creature destroyed this way, create a treasure, that would be an instant hit for me. Like, yeah, yeah. if I could wrath the board, then play a grave titan. Hell yeah, that's that's the world I want to live in. But that's why, right? Yeah, that, that is why. That's why this, they. Yeah, yeah. they're yeah. trying to not make this a cyclonic rift. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Which is which is sweet. Definitely. No, I I think it's good. It's a good implementation of of a. A spell that has potential for for power, and yeah, I'm sure there are ways that you can you can like abuse those treasures coming in tapped as well. Like you can be able to sacrifice the treasure to do other things. Perhaps you might have ways to untap your artifacts. Like yeah, yeah. I I, I think the again this is another one where if built correctly, the ceiling could be very high on this. But I I, I like it. I yeah. Like it. it's a good way to do a powerful effect, but keep it fair. Yeah, just Easy play it hit. with uh, um, amulet of vigor. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Next up then, we have Bramble Sovereign. There's two green-green for a creature, Dryad, the 4-4. Whenever another non-token creature enters the battlefield, you may pay one the green. If you do, that creature's controller creates a token that's a copy of that creature. Easy. Easy hit. Yeah. Great, great card. Great reprint. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I think it is just a just a great reprint. I was going to say, like, how does this compare to reprinting something like Mana Drain of Vampiric Tutor that we saw in the original Commander Legends? But I, I, I think it's probably almost on par, really. Yeah, it's just it's just a cool card. It's yeah. it's a sweet card that people want, and it's nice people have more access to. The Borderless art is incredible. Big fan of the Borderless art. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a mythic the first time. <laughs> it's a mythic again. Uh, it's a cool card. I like interesting tokens cards that aren't just like Mega Four Four. Yeah. Um, that could do a lot. Like, this can do a bunch of like broken shit. So, um, yeah, yeah I, really I, like feel, I feel like it's it's, it's one of those cards that could be due to the price of the card. It could be a little bit difficult to find like the best place to reprint it. So I, I think reprinting here is a, a home run, definitely. Yeah, I think this is one of the kind of sets that you're supposed to reprint all the cards that are hard to reprint. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, parallel lives and shit. Like, yeah. I think you're supposed to reprint those here, but they haven't. But parallel and Bramble Sovereign, I think, was just at the cusp of being too expensive to put in a commander deck, and I think they probably could have been in a commander deck. But yeah, I'm glad to say reprint regardless. And again, the Borderless Heart's incredible. Big fan. Yeah, yeah, easy hit. I think. Uh, next up, then, might need some help with this one. This is Captain. Nagath- Nagathrod. <laughs> he uh, 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's a he's a horror pirate. He's a three blue black for a three six legendary creature. Horrors you control have menace. Whenever a horror you control deals combat damage to a player, that player mills that many cards. At the beginning of your end step, choose target artifact or creature card in an opponent's graveyard that was put there from their library this turn. Put it onto the battlefield under your control. Okay. It's just the one for all your, your mill enthusiasts out there. I think it's supposed to be... You think you're supposed to pronounce the N as an N. So N-Gathard. N-Gath. Right? I have no idea. Uh, instead of really delicately trying to... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, really delicately I, so... trying to stay monetized. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I would love if you got cancelled for pronouncing the name of this card wrong. Yeah. Uh, so this is this is a commander deck. Commander, right? Yes. Because it has the it doesn't have a slash after the collector number. Um, horror tribal. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, it, it's nice with your uh, consuming aberration, which I saw about an hour ago is also in this set, so that's cool. Um, horror tribal, male tribal, a combination of the two. It does a cool, fun thing. It's very similar to Scarab God. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I think this is just another one where I'm not too excited by this design, but I can definitely imagine the kind of player that will be excited by this design. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. Man, hitting with a consuming aberration is going to be disgusting. Yeah, yep. Just, that card's just going to have to die. <laughs> um, yeah, horror tribals. Weird. I, mean, I think they're just going to try and make tribal for everything now and just be like, fine, shut up, here's your tribal calendar. Yeah. Have, like, fun, with, have fun with changelings. I mean, I, I assume at 95% of Mark Rosewater's Tumblr question box is just people going, when are you going to make legendary horror? When are you going to make legendary egg when are you gonna make legendary <laughs> wall like <laughs> where is my goat commander yeah 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 you have uh, what's his face the modern horizons one color uh, morophon you have morophon shut up <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh but i guess this does something because you know a lot of horrors care about milling and stuff i guess yeah and yeah. then it, it, it does give your horrors a menace so yeah, I mean, it's a mythic because it's the front face of the commander deck and those are always mythic, and it does a bunch of stuff, so, yeah. Easy, easy hit. Yeah. It's kind of kind of interesting, but it's, yeah. Fine. Next Fine. up, then, another easy hit here is Elminster. So, the Planeswalker, three white-blue for a five loyalty Planeswalker. It's a legendary Planeswalker Elminster. And whenever you scry, the next instant sorcery spell you cast this turn costs X less to cast, where X is the number of cards looked at while scrying this way. Uh, plus two to draw a card, then scry two. Minus three, exile the top card of your library. Create a number of one one blue fairy dragon creature tokens with flying equal to that card's mana value. Uh, and Elminster can be your commander. The all important line there. <clears throat> this is one of those cards that I was talking about that I saw and was like, oh, that commander deck would be really sweet. And then theory crafted it over like eating dinner or whatever. Yeah. And they never thought about it again. <laughs> uh, sweet. Uh, just a cool design. I love, I love Scryball. We already had uh, Enegeth from Commander Legends 1, which is like, if you would scry, draw that many cards instead. Yeah. Uh, which doesn't work with this at all. Um, I mean, it, it, I guess it, his plus two becomes draw three cards, which is sweet. Um, yeah, that's true. But yeah, it's, it's a cool design, and I'm sure there's a bunch of like sweet cards you can cast that eventually leads you to cast like a Kozilek for zero mana. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever. But, um, oh, it's an all sorcery spell, so maybe not. 
uh, 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 well, other yeah. cards. Yeah. I guess you. I guess you could cast a show and tell for free, right? And then put a Kozilek into play. That's almost the same. You it still cost you one, right? Yeah, that's true. One blue here. Yeah. Oh well. And then your opponents also get to show and tell. Who's yeah. playing show and tell in commander? What's wrong with you? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's this. It's sweet. It's a sweet card. Um, I like. I like this design. I like scryball. Scryball. Yeah, I I really like the design as a lot as well. Um, it's kind of a shame that we didn't see something like that on like a Teferi for standard. I think that would be pretty cool, pretty interesting. But yeah, I mean, not in standard, just gone where we had like Elrond's Epiphany or all that nonsense. But you know, I, I, <laughs> I I could see that kind of effect being on, on a Teferi in in a standard environment. I think it could be pretty good. Yeah, I just like I like the the whole thing synergistic, right? Like it yeah. has the the. Uh stack ability and then the the plus two works with that and then the plus two also works with the minus three yeah yeah it's, it's very yeah. sweet i like it a lot very nice easy hit for me yeah next up then we have elminster's simulacrum that is four blue blue for an instant for each opponent you create a token that's a copy of up to one target creature that player controls oh. this it's kind of boring isn't it it is kind of boring, but this this feels like another one of those like almost cyclonic rift level cards where like you just have to auto include this in any deck playing blue, and you drag the it game out for six hours. Mana. It does six mana, and you make three creatures. Yeah, but they're gonna be and the you... your opponent's big things, aren't they? Like yeah, but your opponent also has to have three good things that you want. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not impressed by this. This is like I don't. We already had Clone Legion, right? And sure, Clone Legion costs nine mana. Yeah. But that copies everything an opponent controls, which is much more impactful than this. I don't know. Make a copy of it. This is going to be a bulk rare for sure. Oh, it, I, um, I don't know if it'll be a, if it'll be a bulk rare just because it's a mythic. But I, I, I can't imagine this is going to be the same price as Cyclonic Rift. But I think it will be. Oh, it's going to be like fifty ubiquitous. For sure. I think it'll be a ubiquitous card in in blue decks. I think because nah, I, 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 no I think I think the fact that this is instant as well is really pushes it over something like Clone Legion. No, I mean this is like like I don't know. It's hard to like the the easiest comparison I have is the plant form, which is bounce six mana bounce a creature, make a copy of it. Yeah, and like that's arguably better because you get rid of the thing. Sure, it goes it only goes to hand, but like you get rid of the thing and have your own, which you could do instant spin attack with it. Like if you copy their grave titan, what is it going to attack into their grave titan? Like, no, uh, but, you, but you, I, you could you can make a copy that blocks their Grave Titan, or you could sure, make a, six mana ma- so much for this. You can make a Kozilek that blocks their Kozilek. Like, I don't know. It's just so much. I like. I think the thing because like, when you make a token of it, sh- sh- they just bounce it, right? You just lose it. It's not yeah, like, I mean, I, yeah. I think that. I think the thing is we're we're approaching this card with two different mindsets. Like I'm seeing this as like, or I'm copying my opponent's. I don't know, nine mana bullshit green creature and you're thinking like oh yeah they make a copy then you just bounce it or, or you just kill it or whatever like this this just screams like little timmy blue card to me sure i don't know i'm just not impressed by it making copies yeah i, no, like, I mean six mana is a lot to just make like i don't know uh, a grave titan and uh uh, what what creature do you believe in playing commander anymore? I'd I'd pay six six mana to make three grave titans at instant speed. Hell yeah, sign me up. For yeah, that. but your opponent has to have those, right? That's the yeah. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, okay. which I which it, which I, I think feeds into the the theme of like the high variance thing. Like the the ceiling on this is incredibly high, and I think that's that's 
yeah, I guess that's it. I guess, I don't know, maybe you're looking at the floor of this more than the ceiling, and I'm looking at the ceiling of this more than the floor. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know, I think it's a myth for me. I'm not particularly impressed by this card, but yeah, I, fine. I, I'm going to give it a hit, because in my mind, this is, this is like, I'm playing this when my opponents have got silly things on board, and I'm going to make copies, like... Yeah, I'm I, gonna, I guess... I'm gonna I'm gonna get a Niv Mizzet and a Scarab God and a <laughs> I don't I don't know. I mean, I'm I don't know what just... cards are good in Commander. So... <laughs> <laughs> I'm only just surprised this card doesn't already exist. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can't believe that this is the first time they've made this card. Yeah, yeah, it's I think it's a myth for me, but whatever. Cool, fair enough. Next up, then we have Faldorn Dread Wolf Herald. This is one red green for legendary creature, human druid. It's a 3-3. Whenever you cast a spell from Exile or at land and as a battlefield under your control from Exile, create a 2-2 green wolf creature token. Pay 1 and tap to discard a card. Exile the top card of your library. You may play it this turn. Sweet. Sweet design. Yeah, I like this a lot. This is cool. Yeah, cards from Exile Tribal. In your red yeah. deck, where you like have uh, Outpost Siege type effects. There, which there are like thousands of these days. Yeah, it escapes the wilds. All of that yeah, stuff. hell yeah! That's I I love this. It's really sweet. Yeah. It's a cool design, and it doesn't draw cards, technically. Yeah, no, it doesn't it's, draw it's cards. It's not like it's it's not like do tribal thing draw cards. It's it's do tribal thing make a two two, and then it has some card advantage on it, which also plays into the other ability. I think it's, yeah, it's like pseudo landfall and token creation stuff going on as well. And yeah, I I really yeah. like it. It's really interesting. It's a sweet card. Um, I God knows what is in the rest of the commander deck for this is the face commander from, but. Um, I, yeah, it's really I, sweet. It's nice outpost siege, I would assume. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got uh, Vance's blasting cannons, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, escape to the wilds. <laughs> yeah, Man, escape to the wilds. This is so sweet. I love escape to the wilds. I wish that card was better. I know it was like one of the better cards in standard. It would get banned in standard. Like, <laughs> yeah, look, look. All right, I don't. I just wish it was. A, I don't know. I think it's a really cool card. Um, yeah, no, yeah, I, I, think it was a symptom of the format that it got banned rather than the power level of the card itself but yeah, yeah sure. For sure yeah I yeah, love this this is easy hit for me really cool really interesting commander design this is the kind of thing that I'd, I'd want to see from this set not just like big dragon roll d20 <laughs> yeah exactly this is a lot more interesting than yeah. the mythics in the set <laughs> Next up then, we have Furcrag, Cunning Instigator. That is three blue-red for a 3-3 dragon, has flying and haste, and whenever one or more dragons you control attack an opponent, goad target creature that player controls. Whenever a creature deals combat damage to one of your opponents, if that creature had to attack this combat, you put a plus one, plus one counter on Furcrag, Cunning Instigator, and you draw a card. First of all, the name of this card is surely a slur. <laughs> it sounds like it, right? <laughs> You fucking fur crag, <laughs> right? No, maybe. just me. Uh, maybe a bunch of D and D players already made that joke. Uh, fur crag. <laughs> so it's goad tribal, in, but also dragon tribal in blue red. Also, it looks exactly like Niv Mizzet. You can't it, tell me that's. It not looks Niv like Niv. Yeah, it really does look like Niv Mizzet, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's it, sure. It's dragon tribal, and you're doing like a goad thing, and then. Uh, you put a counter on this and draw a card, so like yeah. this becomes huge. Are you supposed to just go so we had weird uh, deck constraints, like in terms of building? Very, very strange. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, like, I, I don't know why you would ever run this as your commander over a Niv Mizzet, but yeah. it's an interesting design. 
I mean, it's a it's a good card for your dragon tribal deck. Like, yeah, definitely. A dragon deck, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is the commander is kind of odd, but it's a, it's an interesting. It just does so many things. So flying, yeah, flying that's haste, it. and then cares about when your dragons attack, and then goads those things. So like, it has a whole political thing, or like deciding what you want to not attack you, and then it gets bigger and it draws a card. Yeah. So many things. Yeah, that's it. I don't think I like it as a commander, but as a card, I really like the design of it. Yeah, it's it's cool. Strange. I one. mean, it's a, it's it's a hit, but very strange, very strange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think I give it a hit as well. Um, yeah, it it falls nicely in that that is it dragons tribally thing. Yeah, I get. Yeah, I struggle to see why you would play it over Niv Mizzet, but mm-hmm. it's certainly an interesting one. Next yeah. up then, we have Font of Magic. That is three in a blue for an enchantment. Instant sorcery spells you cast cost one less to cast for each time you've cast a commander from the command zone this game. Do you like the word commander? <laughs> what format are we playing? Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, this is like uh, the cycle from, I want to say, Commander 18 that cared about the amount of times you cast your commander. Yeah. But on enchantment now... Uh, what were they called? There's the one with all the flying skulls on it. Storm. They're like something storm, right? Fury storm, skull storm. They care about how many times you cast commander. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't really remember. I remember skull storm. I don't really remember any of the others though. Yeah, they, they, they yeah, they cared. They cost less for each time you cast commander, and this does that thing for all. This is also, again, I, I can't believe this is a card we haven't had printed before. Um, yeah. Yeah, interesting. I mean, that you play it with your partner commanders because that works. So if you cast each of your partner commanders once, this reduces everything by two. So yeah, um, definitely. I feel like uh, to me, it seems like it's one of those cards that's just going to be a bit redundant because you have so many like effects in blue that reduce the cost of instant sorcery spells by one or more anyway. So yeah, you've already got like Jace's Sanctum. And then I guess Arcane Melee kind of counts. Yeah, like I assume if you're playing a deck that cares about instant sorceries, like you're probably playing like is it or like you're at least playing red yeah. as well and yeah who knows how many cards you have in blue red that makes spells cost cheaper I mean you already have um, Mizzix right the command yeah, yeah. makes things cost cheaper and then you have Primal Amulet which makes things cheaper Jace's Sanctum which makes things cheaper Goblin so Necromancer all of that stuff yeah I guess like you could put it as a backup Mizzix in your Mizzix deck probably or something I don't know. yeah it seems kind of it <sighs> I don't know. It feels it feels mythicy, but I don't know why. I don't know why it feels like a mythic to me, but it probably is. I think because of that, it cares about the amount of times you've cast your commander. So I, yeah, I, I think I think that's it. I think you just you build some sort of like silly Niv Mizics like Farzant, yeah, Storm shenanigans yeah. deck, and just go off that one time in F and M, and you have a great time, and nobody else does, and then you never play it again after that. That's what commander's for, right? Yeah, so easy hit. That's why everyone has 300 commander decks. Yeah. <laughs> because by the time you get back to playing that one deck that pissed everyone off, they've forgotten about how pissed off they were with you. 300 commander decks and zero friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really think people have been like lied to by the like commander content creators. Yeah. Because <laughs> commander content creators have like, a very different experience of commander to like random person in an LGS at 11am on a Tuesday, which is something yeah. I experienced last week, and it was deeply upsetting to see <laughs> um like yeah they, they're not they're not playing the same game you are they're not playing the same format that you, that you are they have way more friends than you do <laughs> um 
don't know. I always find it weird when people say they've got like seventy commands the next night. Why? Yeah. <laughs> Why do you have that? How do you have time to? Ha- oh, how often do you play Commander? Oh, like once a fortnight. So when do you play any video anyway? Uh, yeah, this is one of those kind of cards. Yeah. <laughs> Reading that card is the same experience of talking to one of those people. <laughs> yeah, we'll give it a hit. Next up, then we have Carlock <laughs> yeah. Fury of Avernus. That is a four and a red for a five-four legendary creature, Teethling Barbarian. Whenever you attack, if it's the first combat phase of the turn, untap all attacking creatures. They gain first strike until end of turn. After this phase, there is an additional combat phase. Choose a background. And the, uh, yeah, the, ba- backgrounds. the background text is: you can have a background as a second commander. Um, and then there are a bunch of there are a bunch of backgrounds, which are enchantments that can be commanders. Yeah, which is fine. Plays into the D and D law. I guess that's cool. You can only have them with specifically commanders that say choose a background, so it's like a different kind of partner, which is fine. It's a nice little D and D reference with like you know choose your backstory, right? Your background, um, who who your character is, which is cool. Yeah. Um, uh, which is kind of irrelevant for, the, for this card. Sure, it, it does a bunch of attacking, and it's a mono red combat commander. Great, we did it. <laughs> Don't we really have a thousand of these? Yeah, yeah it's mono red. It attacks. It gets combats. I, yeah, I do. I don't know. But it's powerful. I know. It's it's, 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 it's hit, but... that's it. Yeah, like it, it's not exciting to me. It's not interesting to me. Like you said, we've seen this 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 effect so many times before. But you know, we know it's good. We know it's a good effect. Uh, it has to be a hit. Yeah, it's probably very powerful. Yeah, we've had so many interesting designs um, in the set that <laughs> I'm imagining the the meeting for this set where they're like what if the mono red commander gave you an extra combat step and everyone was like yes that's innovative and fun <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah but, but, but what fun. if you also choose a background yeah okay oh my god it's got the new mechanic on it that it makes works. it works yeah we did it uh yeah it's boring but it's it's yeah it's powerful so sure hit uh next up then we have legion loyalty that is six white white for an enchantment creatures you control have myriad which Sweet. is whenever a creature of myriad attacks for each opponent other than defending player you may create a token that's a copy of that creature that's tapped and attacking that player or a planeswalker they control exile the tokens end of combat sure is win more yeah yeah um, eight mana <laughs> eight mana in your white deck yeah I is this feels like a feels like a miss to me I, I think it it could potentially be a powerful effect but I feel like you have to get a lot of you know, it's going to take a lot of work to get you there. You're going to have to politic very well, and you have to be playing incredibly good good creatures. I, I don't know. I feel like very rarely are you going to see the the true ceiling of this card compared to anything else that we've looked at so far. But what if you have a solemn simulacrum, and then you get to ramp three cards, and then they block your original solemn simulacrum, and, and then you draw a card, and then you have some solemn simulacrums in play that can die and draw cards. Yeah. I've already yeah. spent eight mana, so I don't know why they're fucking casting solemn simulacrum, <laughs> but. Yeah, it's sure. Jesus Christ. It has to be a mythic because it's fucking insane once it resolves. But yeah, eight mana for this effect is like, I feel like you should be probably winning games of commander before you cast this and then, like, yeah, be relevant for your creatures. Though I guess your creatures are already in place. So you cast this as your last thing and then attack with all your creatures and then you put a bunch of triggers on the stack and then everyone goes home because that doesn't sound like any fun to resolve. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I guess so. <laughs> You play this the the top end of your white weenie deck, and then just have like a, a yeah, yeah. <laughs> a billion triggers, yeah. And then sure, uh, and then I have four. Uh, what's the card called? 
Knight of the White Orca triggers, and then I have my Salem Simulacrum triggers, and then I have this other thing trigger, and then I have an Eternal Witness trigger that brings back this thing, and then... Oh, cool, then I cast all the wreckage. <laughs> Imagine if someone just won the game instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I guess it is a objectively powerful effect to have all the mm-hmm. creatures make copies themselves. Yeah. So I guess it kind yeah, of it's... has to be a hit. It just, it, it yeah. just feels so bizarre. Like, see, like. Compare this this card to every other card that we've looked at so far. This card literally has one sentence on it: "Creatures you control have myriad." Everything else has like a novel's worth of text. It it's feels very strange giving this a. Um, actually, a hit, Joe, but... Font of Magic has a sentence on it. Elminster Simulacrum has a sentence on it. Sure, sure. Uh, Blood Money has two sentences on it. So okay. actually, you're wrong. Fair, fair enough. This is just a short sentence. Like just a short sentence across a single line. This is this is five yeah, yeah, words. Yeah. Creatures you control have myriad. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. I think on the face of it, when you look at it like that, it doesn't spark that mythic feeling. But you know, myriad can be a very powerful mechanic. So oh, if you, I, th- I think we kind of have to give it a hit. If you if you're looking at the normal regular version, then it does feel like a mythic because yeah, the that's true. text is yeah. three thousand words long. <laughs> Yeah, just definitely just that. <laughs> Sorry that happened, or I'm happy for you. Yeah. <laughs> Meme, just looking at the other reminder text. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you have four greater who behemoths. Crazy. <laughs> cool. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, easy hit then. Uh, next up, then we have Majestic Genesis. This is six green green, resourcery. Reveal the top X cards of your library, where X is the greatest mana value of a commander you own on the battlefield or in the command zone. You may put any number of permanent cards from among them onto the battlefield. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. Okay. Primal Surge. Yeah. Uh, Genesis Wave, again. M- most collected company. Yeah. <laughs> like... uh, <laughs> mandated company. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like, I don't know, it's a lot. Um, it's a very, very boring card, but oh, it cares about the value, the mana value of your commander. Ooh. Yeah. Even if it's in the command zone. Sweet. So you just pick a partner commander that has a massive mana value and then cast this, I guess, and you could have just cast Genesis Wave. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. <laughs> I'd rather just cast Genesis Wave for five, I think, probably, than spend eight mana on this. But whatever, it's it's mythic because it does it's, it's, it does a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I don't know. Yeah, an easy hit. I think it's just it's just not very interesting in the slightest. The art's uh, very nice. I'll give I'll give, I'll give them that. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, Madonna cool. smashed it out of the park once again. Um, but she often does. Yeah, yeah. It's just the card itself is just like okay. Ah, oh, the big green card, sweet. Oh, yeah, cool. It's big green mythic. I'm gonna put play this, and I'm gonna put six things on the battlefield. Cool. We did it. <laughs> so, I'm so I'm so pleased. Yeah, easy hit, easy hit. Incredibly boring. Next up, then something a little less boring. We have Minsk and Boo, Timeless Heroes, legendary planeswalker Minsk. It's two red green. Comes in with three loyalty. Uh, and when Minsk and Boo, Timeless Heroes enters the battlefield, and at the beginning of your upkeep, he may create a Boo, a legendary 1-1 red hamster creature token with trample and haste. Uh, plus one. Put three plus one plus one counters on up to one target creature with trample and haste. 
At minus two, sacrifice a creature. When you do, Minsk and Boo Timeless Heroes deals X damage to any target where X is that creature's power. If the sacrificed creature was a hamster, draw X cards. And of course, Minsk and Boo Timeless Heroes can be your commander. Whew. That sure is a lot of words, huh? It is. It really is. Um, it's, I... it's cool. Like It does a lot of stuff with itself. I don't really like the fact that plus one, it's like up to one creature with trample or haste. It's like, are you meant to put it on Boo, but you can put it on something else as long as it fits the criteria? Yeah. Sure. Uh, I kind of don't like that. And then, I guess, <laughs> but Minsk murders his own pet hamster. I to guess draw so. some cards. Draw Sweet. some cards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's fine. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard not to love Minsk and Boo, so I, I think I'd just give this a, a, a hit no matter what. But you know, I, I think the thing that, that's really jarring to me about this card is is at least the image that's been provided by Wizards of the Coast that is being used on Skyfall like the art looks stretched so Boo looks like he's like really wide like I was just... gonna say that it looked like it's been like someone's put it in like like Boo was a separate um a bit of art and he's just been this, like was... scaled up or... but like Boo was like rendered separately right yeah yeah and then it's like okay cool time to put it on this picture of minsk i have oh god it doesn't fit uh <laughs> squash it squash it it fits it's fine yeah it looks like he's been flattened yeah like, the ratio is way off <laughs> it's very odd um i think that is the actual image of the card as well it, it, it just it looks wrong i think maybe i don't know yeah it looks like that, that's what's happened uh yeah, it's a fine card though yeah fine card <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they that just, looks so wrong. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? It's it's really it really, really off putting, really off putting. I mean, yeah, like the card, the card, the card could just not say anything on it and just be a nice little picture of Mints Can Boo, and I, I'd give it a hit personally. Um, yeah, this, this is cool. Yeah. One Mints Can Boo is never a bad thing. Next up then is Nalia Dianasi. Is that is that how you pronounce that? <laughs> you said ass. I did. Uh, Darnice. Darnice. Nalia Darnice. I no sure, idea. Uh, one white black. Certainly not me. It's uh, one white black for a human rogue. She's a 3 3. And you may look at the top card of your library anytime. You may cast cleric, rogue, warrior, and wizard spells from the top of your library. At the beginning of combat on your turn, if you have a full party, put a plus one plus one counter on each creature you control. And those creatures gain death touch until end of turn. Sweet. It's the uh, oh, the part, like party party, party tribal commander one year and a bit too late. I mean, we had uh, Tazri, right? The Tazri from Zendikar Rising. Yeah, party, yeah. Um, in a kind of way, but this specifically says party, and then um, cares about having a full party, and then also has card advantage that so you can cast all the clerics. Really. This is a sweet design. This is another yeah. card that I looked at and was like, oh, I could build this deck. That'd be really sweet, and then never thought about it again. Um, I really like this. It's a really cool design, and I'm glad that party's back. It's such a sweet mechanic. Yeah. Um, and obviously works extremely well for your D and D set. Yeah, no, I, I like it a lot. I, I think the the party mechanic probably should have just been carried over from Zendikar Horizon, or probably should have not been in Zendikar Horizon. It should have just been in the D and D set, and they could have put something else in there instead. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I I think this this is perfectly on theme. Uh, it's a cool card. I, I do like it a lot. It seems like a hit to me. Yeah, it kind of sucks that it's only in black and white, but I guess black and white does quite easily get clerics and rogues and then warriors and wizards are probably not that hard to get in black and white yeah yeah definitely definitely but a five color commander would be too much and i imagine black and white really fits the character of nalia from the D D law so who am i to say who knows certainly not me 
easy hit there then. Uh, next up then we have Nautiloid Ship, that is 4 mana for a 5-5 five, five artifact vehicle. It has flying, and when Nautiloid Ship enters the battlefield, exile target player's graveyard. When Nautiloid Ship deals combat damage to a player, you may put a creature card exiled of Nautiloid Ship onto the battlefield under your control. And it has crew 3. Cool. Yeah, I like this. Cool. Magical underwater space vehicle, hell yeah. I mean, it's reasonably powerful as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, well, the fact that it has evasion as well means that you're probably going to proc that second ability fairly regularly. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, like it. It just it just one. does a lot, doesn't it? Like, yeah. Worst case scenario, it's going to exile a graveyard, uh, which is yeah, which is cool. If like if you've got opponents doing reanimation stuff, opponent cares about stuff in graveyards, that's cool. Uh, and then just have it turn into a five-five. For a pretty reasonable cost, is is pretty good as well, and then yeah, sometimes you might get something big, something good with it. Sometimes you might get to put a grave titan on the battlefield. Yeah, yeah you just <laughs> attack your uh, attack your merit opponent, right? Yeah, yeah. And take all the sweet stuff they put in the graveyard. Hell yeah. Yeah, it's quite sweet. Yeah, it's I like it. Creepy as fuck. The arts. Yeah. Really giving me the creeps. Yeah, I really like that gross, like living living vehicle. Stuff yeah, going really on there, big fan. Part, part submarine, part squid, part shell. <laughs> part yeah, part submarine, part shell, part squid, part spaceship. All about this. Love it. So good. Big fan. Oof, we still have a couple more to go. This this it's a big set, right? It's a big set. Yeah. Also, we got sidetracked a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up, then we have packed weapon. That's three and a black for an artifact equipment. As long as Packed Weapon is attached to a creature, you don't lose the game for having zero or less life. Whenever Equipped Creature attacks, draw a card and reveal it. The creature gets plus X plus X until end of turn. You lose X life, where X is that card's mana value. And to equip it, you discard a card. Weird. Yeah, yeah. It's, I, this was another card that I saw spoiled and saw somebody say, oh, I wonder if you can play this in Ad Nauseam, and then I tuned out completely. What? Yeah. What? Why would you ever? Yeah, that's why I tuned out completely. <laughs> what are you attacking with? I don't. I, I don't know. You're Thassa Oracle. It may be. <laughs> so you're paying four mana to equip it to a Thassa Oracle that should have already won you the game. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is yeah, this was it. It's it's an incredibly weird card, isn't it? Yeah. I I, I don't know. I yeah. I don't know what what role this card plays really I mean it's just an interesting card advantage engine I guess it is, yeah yeah. I like it I like it a lot because of how strange the design is I just I just struggle to see struggle to see where you get the most out of this card but I, I, I mean, do like it a lot definitely it's kind of cool in uh, like token decks I guess where you don't care about the creature so you can just use it to draw a card yeah that's true you have cards in hand to discard to equip it because it's basically free to equip. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the losing life is extremely spooky. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's an easy hit for me. It's just, it's strange. Uh, and I guess I guess this is I guess this is what I like from these types of supplementary sets where they can print strange cards like this. And this 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 is what I want to see from these types of sets. More like weird stuff yeah. like this than than rolling d twenties. Yeah. I think it's a swing and a miss, but at least it was a swing. Yeah, I, I, yeah, 
I think it's a hit I for mean, me because, design, because it, it, this no, gives me that. Yeah. Of, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I think you're right in terms of design. Like, I don't know who this is for or where this is going to see play, but in terms of yeah, in terms of card design, I think this is exciting and interesting, and I kind of love that. Yeah, it's 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 very cool, but cool. very bad, I think. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. Next up, then, we have Storm King's Thunder. That is X red, red, red for an instant. When you cast your next instant or sorcery spell this turn, copy that spell X times. You may choose new targets for the copies. <sighs> sure, boring, but powerful. So, yeah, you great, play it. Great you art. Play it in your your is it spells deck with your your font of magic and your goblin necromancers and all that stuff, and then you just take infinite mm-hmm. turns or something probably, and everyone goes home. Yeah. Oh god, you cast this when you cast like a. Um, I'll run to Epiphany. What's the one that takes two extra turns? Time stretch. Time stretch. Thank you. Uh, yeah, and then you, yeah, everyone goes home. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next, next instance review. Uh, you cast this turn. Okay, so you can't like do it end step and then untap and slam an expropriate or whatever. But, yeah, no. Um, but you've sure. got like fifty million treasures from your mythic elder <laughs> dragon anyway, so <laughs> you've got all the mana in the world. Very true. I do like that it like the art's amazing. I love the art. Yeah, the art um, is absolutely incredible. Yeah, I, I do like the art it has a wave in it, which is obviously referencing the uh, the M10 art of Time Warp. <laughs> That's yeah. what it's supposed to do with it. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's a fucking boring, but yeah, yeah, it's a powerful card. So yeah. easy hit. Yeah, yeah. So I fully, fully agree with you on that one. Like. Yeah, it's one of those stupid cards where like the ceiling is so ridiculously high that like you're gonna do it one time and you're gonna love it and nobody else is and it's miserable and nobody ever speaks about it again. But yeah, that's uh, Commander, baby. Easy hit, easy hit. Yep. Next up then we have Tasha the Witch Queen. Uh, three blue black for legendary planeswalker Tasha. Uh, she comes in with four loyalty, and whenever you cast a spell you don't own, create a three-three black demon creature token. Draw a card. That's the plus one. For each opponent, exile up to one target instant sorcery card from that player's graveyard and put a page counter on it. Then minus three, you may cast a spell from monk cards and exile with page counters on them without paying its mana cost. Sweet. This is cool. It is, yeah, it is cool. A bit of an interesting sign. I, I feel like it's yeah, feels considerably weaker than the um, than the Elminster Planeswalker that we saw. Yeah, it's... I don't know, it's, it's a cool it's design... Like it's, it's a lot more work to get the the maximum benefits out of it, I think. Yeah, I do kind of hate that it doesn't work with Tasha's hideous laughter. Yeah, <laughs> there's, there's no there's no synergy there, which is kind of sad. But it's just it's a sweet design, like casting your opponent's spells tribal, not just like owning um, their stuff, but like you get benefits for casting them, which is cool. Casting a spell you don't own, create a three three, and then does a bunch of stuff. I mean, it's, it's a sweet design. Uh, yeah, definitely. Tasha seems very cool, and the art on both of them is great. Yeah, I feel like if if the static ability had been something like whenever uh, whenever an opponent's card is exiled, put a page counter on it or something, I feel like that would be like much more of an instant hit. Um, but... Yeah, but that would be deeply fucked up. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, true, true. <laughs> just incredibly, incredibly powerful. Um, yeah, but I it's... I do like this design. I just I feel like it takes a bit of work, but. I, d- well, I, like I don't know I like, if that's a bad thing or not. It's like, yeah. I like commanders and cards and commanders in commander that are. You want to build around them because they're fun to work out rather than just they're obscenely powerful. Yeah. Um, 
I like that a lot more. But like, I have to work to do this, but I want to do it because it seems interesting and cool, and, and like, just play to it rather than do the thing. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a sweet design. I like this kind of lot. No, I like it definitely. I, I, again, like like we saw with the uh, the Elminster, like. I feel like this is this is like a cool design that you could potentially have seen on on an Ashiok in like a standard environment. I think that would have been quite interesting. Yeah, definitely. That seems like it's a very Ashiok thing, Ashiok. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's cool. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I like it. It's a it's a cool card. It gets a hit from me. Next up, then we have Vexing Puzzle Box. It's three mana for an artifact. Whenever you roll one or more dice, put a number of charge counters on Vexing Puzzle Box equal to the result. Uh, you can tap it to add one mana of any colour, roll a d20, and you can tap remove 100 charge counters from Vexing Puzzle Box. Search your library for an artifact card, put that card on the battlefield, and then shuffle. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, this is the Lament configuration, right? Yeah, yeah. From Hellraiser. Yeah. Um, that's what it's from, right? It's from Hellraiser? Yeah, it is. Yeah, Hellraiser, yeah. Oh, thank God. <laughs> uh, I have successfully nerded. Uh... Great. It cares about rolling dice. We had a bunch of dice rolling cards in Avengers of the Forgotten Realms, right? So I guess yeah. people have a dice rolling um, tribal deck. This goes in there and you get to search for an artifact, which makes it kind of powerful. It's a three-mana mana rock that does a bunch of extra stuff. Yeah, Wizards have been doing that a lot recently and this is a fucking bizarre <laughs> um, implementation of three-mana mana rock that does something. But uh, yeah, it's very, very powerful. Um, you play it with doubling season, right? Yeah, like play, play with doubling season, and then yeah, <laughs> we did it. We broke it. Play it with doubling season, and then I don't know, like the Ozolith. Can you do anything with the Ozolith? Charge counters, maybe. Does Ozolith care some... about all kinds of counters? Uh, it's a good question. When it leaves, it's no, it's, it's when the thing when the thing leaves because like you're not sacrificing the puzzle box, right? Yeah, that's true. Now you get to go again. So yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's ways to pump out a bunch of counters on this thing and roll a bunch of dice um, yes yeah, so roll yeah, a bunch of dice sweet. and then you get to put a blight steel colossus on the uh, on the battlefield oh then it, got the, then it gets boring real quick yes yeah. <laughs> well yeah. you, you can't put a paradox engine on the battlefield I have gee, it's true I have just noticed that oh thank god you can't play paradox engine with this holy shit yeah <laughs> that'd be gross that would be my uh, my kind of deck like that would be so good <laughs> So I've just noticed, I, I've just briefly turned my attention about an inch to the right and noticed the borderless art for this. Yeah. Which is surely a vexing puzzle ball. That's not a yeah. box. I mean... That's a sphere. It is a sphere, but... Do, what are we does doing? It, does, does a box have to... Can a box yes, don't, be spherical? Yes, don't be pedantic. Yes. No, no, a box cannot be spherical. <laughs> a box is obviously a cuboid shape, No. Name a, mean, name, name, name a box that's round. Name a box. Name a box that's round. This vexing puzzle box? Yeah, yeah I, great, I, I, don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Good joke, well done. <laughs> uh, yeah, I hate that. But yeah, it's an interesting card, and like they're doing a bunch of three mana rocks that do stupid stuff, so this is the next in the line of that, and it's cool, and it's the lemon configuration. Yeah, yeah, I I like it. This is like... It, it, if... You know, like I don't think it should be because it's a stupid card. But if Paradox Engine was legal in Commander, this is the kind of stupid card I would put in that deck. I would play. I would probably play like Emery as my commander, and Psy, Master Thopterist, and just do a bunch of shit with artifacts and have a good time by myself. 
Um, but have you considered that you can do that in Legacy and have a lot more fun? Yeah. Yeah. One of the one of the, if not arguably the best deck in Legacy is playing Emery and Sai. So just do that instead. Yeah, maybe. And have maybe. a good time. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds expensive though. Uh no, the money uh, eight cast is not particularly expensive. I don't believe it plays any reservist cards. I think you just need force of wills. Which are oh, really? Oh, it's, it's not. Yeah. Okay. I don't think it's playing any reservist cards. And it's a sweet deck. It's genuinely good. Like, two of the best decks in the formats don't play reservist cards currently. We should talk about Legacy again. Legacy is yeah, we should. our last Legacy episode. So we should do that. Yeah, like, definitely. Definitely. D&T and uh, Acast are the best decks. Two of the best decks in the format. Um, and they're both affordable, in inverted commas, in terms of Legacy cards. Well, yeah. Yeah, I'm just looking at it. And it's like, four Emery, which I have. Like, three Thorn Monitor. Two Psy, four Capricorn here, which isn't that bad in paper. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, the expensive bits are Force of Will, Chalice of the Void, yep, and Ancient Tomb, I guess. And four, four, are, four, four Force Negation in the sideboard. Which are cards that are necessary for other legacy decks and other formats. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, this this is like, I mean, in terms of in terms of like cards I own, I already own most of this, like all the. Lotus Petals and Mishra's Baubles and Mox Opals and Urza's Baubles. Like, Urza's Baubles are expensive now. I, I, bought, I bought, bought Urza's Baubles years ago to play the Paradox Glock on Legacy Deck. <laughs> 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 with, yeah. yeah, with Days Undoing and Nissa. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're expensive because of that deck. Um, yeah. No, it actually, it actually seems reasonable. Sweet. Let's 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 talk uh, Legacy next week. Hell yeah. Hell there yeah. are two, like, because we were talking, you know, last time we talked about Legacy, we were like, what can you do without reservist cards? Um, and it was like D and T, but D and T is not great. And uh, play a shit version of a good deck. But now yeah. two of the best decks in the format. Mono red burn. Like <laughs> yeah, exactly. Two of the best decks in the format do not require any reservist cards. Yeah, which is extremely sweet. So uh, we should talk about legacy next week. Format's great. I'm definitely definitely down for that. Loving the look of this eight cast deck. Sweet. Anyway, next last card. Last card. Let's last go. card. Last card. Uh, yeah. Speaking of mono blue legendary creatures, we have Volo. It, I do not know this word. What is this word? You with itinerant? your English degree? Itinerant. Itinerant. It, itinerant? It's itinerant like itinerary, right? Scholar. Like ah, I guess so. so. I guess so, yeah. Volo itinerant. itinerant scholar. Don't call uh, to... me out with my degree, you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I can't speak this language. <laughs> I just know what a poem is. It's different. You're just, you're just qualified. <laughs> you're just... <laughs> <laughs> I am legally qualified. Yeah, you have a recognisable qualification in the language. It doesn't mean I can speak it or read it. <laughs> Uh, so it's two and a blue for a two-three human wizard. When Volo enters the battlefield, create a Volo's journal, a legendary colorless artifact token with hexproof. And whenever you cast a creature spell, note one of its creature types that hasn't been noted for this artifact. Uh, you pay two and tap it to draw a card for each creature type noted for target permanent you control named Volo's journal, and choose a Extremely background. Extremely sweet. Extremely sweet. Yeah, yes. really, really cool design. I was uh, worried about it being mono blue, but obviously you get to choose a background. So yeah. it can be uh, at least a two-color deck. I don't know if there are any multicolor backgrounds uh, that can make this bigger. Um, I can't find any of the backgrounds currently. What the fuck do backgrounds look like? Do they just look like normal magic cards? Uh, I do not uh, know. Uh, anyway, you choose a background, so it's at least a two-color deck, which is sweet, <clears throat> which gives you more access to more creature types for it. Uh, so this is just building off of, I guess, everyone's going to turn their already existing blue-green Volo deck from Invention of the God Realms into this. Yeah. Uh, it's such a sweet design I love it he's just going around like oh look a bird oh look a turtle <laughs> I love it I just it's, just, it's a sweet card um, 
a great design, a cool commander. Gets choose a background, which makes you can pick what colors. It's an easy hit for me. Yeah, same here. Same here, easy hit for me. I mean, yeah, the fact that it's like whenever you cast a creature spell, note one of its creature types that hasn't been noted for this artifact. That, yeah, that, one of like, it as well. It's it sounds like like magic of old. Like the, the like the, the that that ability was like written in nineteen ninety four. Like. Yeah, it really was. Note, note the creature type. Yeah, because <laughs> he puts it in his notebook. Yeah, yeah. it's really sweet. Um, I like, yeah, I like that part of it as well. That you can cast a human wizard and note down human, and then you can cast another human wizard and note down wizard. Like you don't have yeah. to exclusively have one human wizard like you did with the original volume. Um, yeah, so it's kind of boring that the, the ability is. Can you can you can you play this in a changeling tribal deck and just name like a different thing each time? Uh, no, because it's creature type of shapeshifter. Sure. Ah, oh, yeah. Right? Sure. Sure. Yeah. It's, it doesn't have uh, it doesn't have changing text until it's on. Earth. Until it's actually a creature. Yeah. Which is yeah, which is sad for this. But, um, oh well. But yeah, I, I do kind of hate the payoff is draw a card. I don't know what you do that's more interesting than that, but I'm kind of bored of commanders that just draw cards for a payoff. When you when you have card. noted ten different creature types, you win the game. Nope. Nope. Would not be that. the alternative. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's worse. <laughs> uh, yeah. Give me a job, Mark Rosewater. <laughs> I do. I do. I don't really know why he's blue. Like this feels like it should be green. Like caring about different creature types feels like a green thing, right? Yeah, but journals feel very much like a blue thing. I think. Yeah, I guess this should be blue green, right? Maybe there was no space for a blue green legend or whatever, but it feels like it should be blue green. Uh, pr- probably. Probably, I yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like to me this this makes sense as mono blue, but I'm thinking of like a purely flavor perspective. I think like uh, like journalists are always <coughs> always in blue, like Tamio, and it almost feels a bit like musician as well. Like if it was a blue card. And yeah, 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 that's true. Like yeah, a lot of text, a lot of like cards which reference books are always blue as well. Yeah, that's fair. Poor pages anyway, I... and frantic search and compulsive yeah. research and all that. And... Yeah, I, I, I just realised itinerant, because he's writing an itinerary of creatures, right? It's an itinerant. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Uh, yeah, this card's sweet. I love it. Easy hit. Um, yeah. Before we start talking, one, uh, fa- Faceless One. It's so that, fucking mad. That, can that can we talk about, yeah, I was going to say, can we talk about that art and just how absolutely incredible that art is? That, that art is one of my favourite pieces of art I've ever seen in a magic card, and it's on this yeah. fucking bullshit common commander that you get because you didn't draft a commander, you moron. I mean, Why have they wasted know, some of the best art I've ever seen on the shit? We, you know, we saw, we saw a similar thing previously. I, I feel like with uh, Prismatic Piper. Before, I hate. Uh, yeah, that was it. Was a bit of an unnerving art, but the art, the, the art was incredible. Um, I hated the Sedmic in the night before it was cool. Sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I hated Sam McKinnon. I didn't. I love his artwork. I but I hated that one. I was going to say I hated it before. You know, he turned out to be a Nazi sympathizer. But and now I hate him for that. Uh, also, uh, from, from Faceless One, uh, I, my eyes as we were talking about Volo drifted down to Al- Alondo Basir, and I've just oh, yeah. realised that that they've just written out the rules text of suspend, but haven't given it suspend. Yeah. So draw a card, the next other card from your hand, put a number of time counters on it equal to its mana value, and it gains. When the last time card is removed from this card, and if it's exiled, you may cast it without paying its mana cost if a creature spell was cast without against haste until the end of the turn. Then remove a card, time counter from each. So it's just giving things suspend. Yeah. <laughs> Why can't we just put. I guess it doesn't innately remove time counters from itself, does it? When the no, last time no. counters is removed. It doesn't. Okay, so it doesn't have suspend. But it just. Anyway. You can cut that, it doesn't matter. 
Um, it has a very, very similar mechanic to suspend. Yeah, it's suspend, but it doesn't remove cards by himself. Uh, but yeah, Faceless One, very mad about the artwork being on uh, a card that you will, you will never see. Ever. Yeah. Because if you're drafting the set and have to use a Faceless One, then what are you doing? Anyway, that was the Mythics. Yeah. the uh, had one miss for me. Yeah, I think there's one, one miss for me as well. Um, yeah, I... I don't know. I still don't know where I sit with the set. Like other than like, this set is definitely not for me. There's there's certainly some interesting things that I've seen for the first time here that I'm like, okay, this is cool. And uh, I do feel like there there were some really there were a couple of really big misses. I think for these these planeswalkers, like I would have preferred to see these abilities slightly tweaked and put onto magic characters that we know and love. Like I, I for me personally, it feels like a massive loss that we didn't get pretty much this exact ability on on an Ashiok that's on Tasha. Because I would have loved to see that Ashiok, but yeah, that's fine. It is what it is. Um, yeah, very very strange set. Certainly not for me, yeah. but I, 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 I can imagine there's going to be a lot of people excited to play with these cards. Some very very sweet designs. Some very very dull designs. Yeah. Um, it's fine overall. Like it's again not for me. I'm never going to play any of these cards uh, ever. Maybe there's like an uncommon that makes it a legacy or something, but I'm never gonna play any of these cards. Uh, a couple of cool reprints. Um, yeah, yeah like, sure, I feel I feel like it. I feel like in general we could have had more reprints. Um, yeah, I, th- I think that's the the biggest gripe for me is just like the lack of more meaningful reprints. Like, oh, Dockside Extortion is is, is the obvious one. Um, given yeah. that the setting is a <laughs> is a dock, like. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm mainly excited to see if we get any players turn up to our pre-release on Friday. Yeah. Because I absolutely did not know the pre-release was happening this Friday. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I also, you get another card for 15 if you're playing Momovig. There's yeah, that's true. Drop, so that's cool. <laughs> that's true, that's true. I guess, yeah, I guess the only other card that I think is... is, is that I think is worth mentioning. Oh, I've got two. I've got two. I've got Wilson Refined Grizzly, because like that art. How good is that art? It's extremely good. Just it's yeah. It's your it's your it's your bear. It's your legendary bear commander. Your two mana two two legendary creature. We already have but, it. Back. But this one this one can't be counted and has vigilance, reach, and trample and ward two, and has a background. And look but, at that art. But but we already but we already had. Yeah, it's pretty cool. You're yeah, correct. I love it's this. Absolutely cool. love this. Uh, and then the other, my other uh, shout out is Bronze Walrus. It's the first Walrus in Magic. It's three yeah. mana, two two, and it's about field scry two. You can tap it down one mana of any color. I, I just like what? Like, like what is this card? I love, <laughs> I love this. This is like yeah. it's a Walrus. It's, it's a, good. it's a three mana two two. It scries. Is that a thing Walruses do? And then also it's a mana rock. I, yeah, yeah, sure. I love everything about this. Uh, this is a hundred percent a card that I want to see reprinted uh, when we go back to Kaladesh. Give me that Inventor's Fair number two. Uh, this time it's like a, a magical menagerie of, of animals, and it's all mechanized. It's like a mechanized zoo. That's what I want to see. We had like filigree familiar. I want to see bronze walrus and the rest of his family. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, maybe like the commons and uncommons are maybe well for us because like looking through them is a lot of sweet cards. Yeah, yeah. Um, like cool, fun designs. I am mad. There's an adventure commander. 
I wish there was an Avenge Commander when I was playing Commander because I would have played yeah. an Avenge Commander. Um, there's just a, a three mana Bant Commander that is Lucky Clover. Yeah. Which I would have played a shout out of if I was still playing Commander, but unfortunately. I mean, we got a Reflecting Pool reprint. Yeah, that's true. We that's got, true. Uh, Blade of Cells, Basilisk yeah. Collar, which I guess needed reprinting. <laughs> uh, and I get all the lands, you know. Yeah, all the lands. Stuff. We just like, didn't get the good ones. Like, all like like the diamonds, like like uh, like marble diamond, moss diamond, and stuff. Kindred Discovery, which has They're the greatest cool. art ever. Kindred Discovery, two, great. There's at least two new lightning bolt arts. Oh, I love the original, sure. like the the set one. The set yeah. Great. Just that big bolt of lightning going down, like the the dock or whatever. It's really fucking sweet. Um, yeah, yeah. Kindred Discovery reprint. That was necessary. That card was very expensive. It's just not the flashy one. It's not like your Van Breakthrough and Mana Drain that everyone knows is very expensive. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's like a couple of like under the radar ones, like and the, the art on Kindred Discovery is incredible. All the bird, the birds and the bird people. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe the set is a lot better than we thought, but just I think I think we looked at the mythic dragons. And we're like, Jesus Christ! <laughs> I hate yeah. everything about this. I mean, there's probably some sweet cube cards in here, right? Like for your cube, there's got to be. Oh, th- there must be definitely. There must be. Just wait for someone to work it out <laughs> and add them. Yeah, yeah. Cool, awesome. I think that's all we have time for this week. Come let us know your feelings on the the mythics of D&D. Do you care about this set? Do you know anyone <laughs> that cares about this set? Please, someone care. <laughs> Come let us know on social media. You can hit us up on Twitter. We are at HFDcast, facebook.com slash HFDcast. Or if you've enjoyed anything in this episode like to give back any monetary value, you can hit us up on Patreon. We are patreon.com slash Hour of Devastation. Tears start from as little as $1 per month. That's roughly 20, 25 cents per episode. This podcast is brought to you by manleak.com where you can go and use promo code HOFD5 to get 5% of your whole order, which does include Baldur's Gate seal product and singles when we put them up. Awesome. If you want to find me on my own personal social media, on Twitter, I'm at PeachGardenOaf. That's over with an F. Facebook, I'm Joe Loudon. I'm in pretty much all the magic groups. And they also stream magic every Friday night on Twitch, twitch.tv slash PeachGardenOaf. We play a lot of Cube, a lot of Limited. Uh, we've been playing some Explorer on Arena. It's certainly been interesting. Come hang out. It's a good time. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Gene Sneeler. Nice. I really feel like I should like spell that out because me just saying Gene Sneeler, especially if you don't know what a Gene Stealer is, is probably yeah. <laughs> that yeah. obvious. And like you don't get the joke that that's my name. Um, but also that would take way too long and be extremely boring. And I don't really care if people want to follow me. And I'm I'm like ninety nine percent sure. <laughs> that people stop listening as soon as you say that's all we have time for like I'm fairly sure like one person listens to this bit so I could say yeah, and, and it's me while I'm editing at this point and no one would hear it because <laughs> yeah. like I know people because like that's the point at which we say the promo code right and yeah, yeah. and I, I work at the store that gives us the promo code and one person ever that isn't me or you has used the promo code and I know people listen to this podcast <laughs> I and I know that they order cards like so no one listens to this bit, do they? And I guess point, not. I guess not. You can prove that too. You got the data to back it up. Exactly. And I also I'm just going to keep speaking so that this episode is even more of a nightmare for you to edit. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> and on that note, it's all we have time for. Once again, we're approaching the second hour. The Godfair has returned. We'll see you again next week on Hour of Devastation. <laughs>